You're listening to the Marilyn Manson Man Show or Moment podcast, the first and only podcast dedicated to the icon that is Marilyn Manson. We are your hosts. I am Alex Sinclair. And I am James Envy. And this is our third episode, and we're going to be talking about Marilyn Manson's influences and who he has influenced. So let's all just acknowledge the fact that Manson was very influenced by Bowie. So we're going to try not to focus too much on Bowie because that's a pretty obvious influence. The default answer is Bowie for all of these questions. (laughs) But we're going to go and explore some other influences that he's talked about in past interviews. And I think he's even talked about and maybe promoting We Are Chaos coming up. Some of the influences I know he has mentioned is Madonna, Prince, Elvis... The Beatles, obviously, is a huge influence on his music, especially his recent music. You can hear a lot of influence. There's visual and also audible influence (laughs) Um, from like Ozzy and Kiss, Alice Cooper. I know he's heavily influenced by The Doors. He's very clearly influenced by a lot of pop bands. But I think that within the the rock genre, as it were, Ozzy, Kiss, um, Alice Cooper, those are all very clearly something that he was drawing from in his early days. And I think that it translates through his, his later work, too. Oh, yeah, big time. My mom used to love Elvis and Alice Cooper, and that's why I dyed my hair black first time. <laughs> Who do you feel influenced Manson the most? That's a tough one. Ozzy was a huge influence for me that he was my first uh, like favorite band or singer. Um, and I think w- when it comes to Ozzy, how he works, he, like he's worked with a ton of collaborators from producers to uh, guitarists and all sorts of different band members, all the way back to Black Sabbath, obviously. I think that Ozzy's a good one that I can say he, he's heavily influenced by. I never really liked the Cooper comparison because I feel like it's too easy. Mm-hmm. And I don't see musically cooper at all i agree yeah cooper's music doesn't really it's not very uh what's the word i'm looking for it's not very deep it was a little bit more relaxed and not as biting it wasn't it wasn't aggressive i think that's the best way to put it it was not aggressive at all so it's not a bad thing it's just you know no but to me alice cooper is a lot more like rob zombie and manson's a lot more like ozzy i agree with that i'm gonna respond to this uh kind of a little different angle. And I'm going to say the artist that has the most influence on Manson is definitely Madonna. Where does that come from? Like, what do you, why do you think that? I, I mean, I know they have like different genres of music. Madonna is obviously like the pop queen icon, you know, whatever. However, I just think their careers have, are very similar. They, you know, do the whole sex drug. No, sorry. She didn't really do that much about drugs, but sex violence and religion. I mean, it's very similar. Gotcha. And I think Manson, I mean, he definitely has spoken about Madonna being a huge influence on him. And it's very obvious if you're a fan of the of of both of them. So would you ever do a duet with Madonna? Oh, I would have loved to. When you look at both of their careers and you look at Manson's later progression, I mean, even he starts out having a severely strong pop sensibility. So he definitely had to have drawn from heavier pop influences than Bowie. I think I definitely see the influence, um, especially from the the pop perspective. When it comes to who Manson 
influenced out there in the world. I think his influence is far reaching beyond, certainly beyond his, his own genre. But I think we see it in the pop world. We definitely see it um, in the hip hop world. He's still very referenced yeah. and... Um, the rappers love him. Yeah, the rappers love him. And then obviously uh, he's created subgenres with other bands that are just like Manson clones and uh, and other bands that are just strictly influenced by him. I know there's a big controversy over the My Chemical Romance thing. Um, they seem to, yeah, they seem to have made up, I guess. I, I see uh, they're following each other on Instagram or something now. But um, I know back in the day it was definitely an issue. To me, My Chemical Romance, it's just kind of not not something I like. I don't care. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, I have no problem with you, but I don't like you. It was extremely hard not to point out how many times they, in my opinion, very blatantly ripped him off. When it comes to the pop genre, there's a, a lot of, definitely a lot of influence there. Oh, yes. So we have, obviously, Lady Gaga. Yeah, I think she's the biggest, Yeah, in my opinion, the biggest one. But Lady Gaga has... a huge influence i mean you can definitely see it all over her career um billy eilish 110 percent and rihanna and lana del rey um out of all those i definitely think lady gaga is the most influenced by manson i've seen her live a couple times and the visuals that i saw were i mean it's straight up manson it's very obvious that she's influenced by him. I think that uh, she's very funny and creative because I did a remix with her. But at the same time, I also, you know, I like when people at least give credit to their inspirations, which you can't create something without borrowing from what's already been done. So you have to take it and make it your own. Um, a lot of people don't know how to do that now, so that's why we have like uh, a bankruptcy of good art. You see a lot of his influence in Lady Gaga and definitely like the Billie Eilish, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, the Billie Eilishes of the world. And then you see it a lot in the rap genre. Um, there's a lot of current rappers, uh, you know, like a little Uzi Vert and Lil Peep and Travis Scott that are, are all still kind of repping Manson in a way. I mean, I think Kanye West was influenced by Manson. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's definitely pushing an envelope that I don't think he, he can push without Manson. I agree kicking the door wide open. I agree with that. And there's also yeah. a song he did that sounds a lot like Manson's. Is Kanye West sampling you in one of his new songs? I, I'm, I don't, I'm not quite sure if it's a sample or not, but I like the song. I saw it on SNL. I think that that, that was a really ballsy, strong performance. But I thought, wow, he came out so strong on Saturday Night Live. I wish I would have done that. In hip-hop, the biggest influence that we see Manson ever touch is Eminem. I don't think Eminem happens without Marilyn Manson. Oh, uh, just, no. just like I said, Kanye West and, and really Lady Gaga and, and everybody. I don't think any of these people happen in any of these genres without his career and his, and his controversy and... Also, I'd like to say his his visual and art, artistic style that was completely new and refreshing and I think made a lot of artists step up their game uh, that came after him. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, 
the doors that Manson knocked down for artists, I mean, it's endless. It really is endless. I mean, we, if we wrote down every single person that we feel is influenced by Manson, we would have like pages and pages and people that people may not even be like familiar with. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so obvious. It's, it's, he's in pop culture everywhere. I've always said that he has such an amazing pop sensibility, Manson, that, you know, he writes there, there's almost no song that couldn't be a single. There's, there's not a lot of B-sides that are, there's certainly not a lot of meandering songs that, 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 you know, aren't catchy. Everything is catchy. I think he's the real king of pop. (laughs) So, so wait, so do you think Manson is a pop icon? I do. He was just as, um, he's just as big of a a pop writer as like an Ed Sheeran. And I think that he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. (laughs) Ed Sheeran. The the comparisons here are just out of control, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Who would you like to see Manson collaborate with out of the list of people we just named? Oh, I would like to see him collaborate with none of those people on that list. (laughs) (laughs) I, I would like to... I'm not a big fan of Manson collaborating. I especially don't want it on his on his records. I'd have to think about that. I don't think anybody on this list. I I don't want to see him with any of these people. Uh, <laughs> I think he's too good. I mean, for all me of them. either. But out of all the people, I would. I and I'm not even a huge Billie Eilish fan because I think her visuals are way more cooler than her music. Out of all of them, I mean, that would be probably the most different. I I would say if. If he could produce one of these artists as opposed to like collaborating with as far as him being on it vocally or anything, or you know what I mean? If he could produce them like a Jack Antonoff produces Taylor Swift, you know, that's a good one. So I would like to see, I I think that based on you saying that, I think definitely I would love to see him produce a Billie Eilish record and see what that sounds like and comes up with, because I think she is. I don't want to say she's doing something too easy, but it's not to me, it's not super innovative. And I'd really like to see her do something more innovative. I think Lady Gaga was pushing the envelope musically more than Billie Eilish is right now. But visually, I think Billie Eilish is doing something that's different and stronger than what Lady Gaga was doing. So I would love, I, yeah, I would definitely love to see Manson pull out some of that hip hop from her and get in a little bit of, like, what was that? There was a Pink album. What's Tim Armstrong from Ransom? Yeah, I'd love to see that. So Alex, my friend, of these people who Manson influenced and was influenced by, who do you think is overrated or who's underrated? Oh, overrated. Definitely my chemical romance. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't with them. I can Um, co-sign it. I don't know. For some reason it's, it speaks to me, but I can co-sign that. Um, Alice Cooper is definitely overrated. Yes. I struggle with Lady Gaga because I uh, I struggle with I her, but I, she does good things. So I'm going to say she's underrated. There's a couple of people here that I think that are pretty equally weighted for their celebrity and for their status. I think Lady Gaga is definitely she's earned her place in history. I think that time will tell whether she has the longevity on this whole list. Ozzy to me is the most underrated. Uh, I think that his influence is definitely 
a lot stronger. I think we've seen some now, like with the post Malone track and stuff like that. I think we've seen some respect coming Ozzy's way, but I think he's he's definitely underrated. We talked a lot about music influences, but let's talk about fashion influences. And then, fashion. <laughs> and I'm sure James <laughs> Envy is going to fall asleep during the segment. But this is really important to me because his his fashion sense and his clothes and his costumes and his look has been a huge staple in his career. I do believe that these um, fashion designers, and they've also have come out many times saying that they've been influenced by Manson. One of them is the late, great Alexander McQueen. If you Google the Horn of Plenty fashion show, it is very heavily Manson influenced. The makeup, the oh, clothes. Really? Um, he's also done like actual campaigns for Vivian Westwood, Marc Jacobs, uh-huh. St. Laurent. He worked with them hand in hand for sure. We're back with Marilyn Manson. You are the new face of St. Laurent. How did that come about? Uh, I, I met uh, the photographer, the designer for it, when it was Yves St. Laurent, Hedy Slimane, and he's a big fan of rock and roll, so he's taken a lot of rock and roll portraits over the years. That's funny. I forgot all of that. Yes, and Alexander Wang has also dedicated, um, I think it was, he said, Alexander Wang said Manson and Kiss were his influence on one of his um, fashion shows. And I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fashion fan. I mean, I wear leggings and cut off shirts all the time. So I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like a huge, like fashion. You're not a pillar of high fashion. fashion is what you're saying, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I absolutely adore watching the fashion shows and reading and stuff like that. So I can see his influence and in even like Balmain and Mugler and a um, fashion designer. Her name is kind of hard to pronounce. Delara Fendikoglu. Fendikoglu. It's, it's <laughs> oh, Delara Fendikoglu. Of course. You pronounced it actually way better than me. That was just off the cuff. But anyways, so she did a huge um, line with Manson's imagery. And what's interesting, what she did is when he, you know, cut the head off of Trump, the Tyler Shields thing. So she used a lot of that imagery from that the whole Kill Star collaboration. I mean, this is more modern times. I mean, he, his influence in fashion is pretty much everywhere, especially nowadays, because I feel like the whole gothic industrial look has like Revival. taken off. If you had to pick one aspect of his influence that you think has been the most far-reaching, I guess, uh, but do you think it's more the the music, the visuals, the controversy? Which aspect of that do you think is the most influential from his his stay in this world so far the visuals because no one has really been able to get Manson's sound because Manson has created I believe he's created his own genre so no one has really been able to top him musically Manson hasn't I don't think anyone has ever made anyone think like Manson has so I think visually it, it that's it's kind of easy to do you know it's easy to I think it I mean not to say I don't want to say copy you his think visuals. it's easy to it's like easy to like look cool and to yes. you know look like you're something different than just the normal everyday exactly. human being. You know, it, 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 he really put it all together just in like the perfect package when it comes visually. So, and I think that every record he's done something really cool visually that I, I think is influential. Yes, we were avoiding bringing up Bowie throughout this episode, but I think we kind of have to. 
So I'm yeah. just going to say Bowie has huge influence on Manson, mainly because I think what's more important is Bowie was very exper- experimental. No one could really put a finger on him. No one knew what to expect next. Right. And that's kind yeah. of the same parallel as Manson. I think that that's where the real model that we see uh, in Manson's career, because I don't think a lot of people... I, I mean, I think musically sometimes there are references to Bowie, like people make comparisons, but I think a lot of times they talk more about what Bowie did within his career creatively. And I think, I mean, we see that like Bowie had something akin to the shock symbol on stage back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, he had um, the where Manson wears like the trench coat and the, the hat mm-hmm. um, for, I can't remember what performance that is, maybe Coma White. Mm-hmm. Like he's done a couple performances where that's that's a direct Bowie reference. So uh, I know that all of the, not all, but a lot of the mechanical animals photo shoots were were directly um, an homage to Bowie. The Heaven Upside Down album cover is a callback to Bowie's Low. So he's done oh, the whole um, Bowie images more than once. Musically, there's been some callbacks to Bowie, too, um, not just, I think, for Mechanical Animals. I think there's been a, a few references um, in songwriting. Manson and Shooter Jennings did a, I want to say almost like a press release, and they talked about how a lot of their influences um, came from the Brian Eno and Bowie collaboration. And you can definitely hear that in the song We Are Chaos because you can hear that it's definitely different and experimental for Manson. Speaking of We Are Chaos, now it is time to talk about our first giveaway. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> we are giving away the Infinite Darkness picture disc. It's pretty serious. All you need to do is sign up on our website to be eligible. Uh, make sure that you opt in for emails. And then we will be putting up a post to promote the episode three giveaway and just make sure you follow step-by-step instructions and it could be yours. Yes. If you did not already pre-order We Are Chaos, it is out September 11th, 2020. Don't rely on this giveaway to try to get a copy. We want you to purchase as many copies as you can. We are ready for it to come out. We're going to do our next episode where we talk about We Are Chaos when it's released. So stay tuned. (laughs) Now it is time to talk about something that we have been thinking about for a long time, even before this podcast, and it's something very, very, very exciting. Manson Con. Manson Con. Comic-Con style, rock and roll hall of fame, full of Manson memorabilia, photo ops with band members, all sorts of shit. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Manson Con. (laughs) Are you guys going? Yeah, we want to know who would be actually really interested in going to this. There's so many fans all over the world. I, I mean, I think we, all of us in one convention center in LA somewhere. If they can get, if they can get a convention of bronies together or uh, guys who like to wear diapers and shit in them, <laughs> no, I think we can. That. I think we can pull. I think we can pull together uh, a a respectable con that references only Marilyn Manson. When we first talked about it, Alex was like, oh my God, well, I have this thing we can show and this thing we show. I'm like, fuck that. We're going to ask Manson to open up the whole fucking warehouse. I, I mean, know, but we can start I mean, with the stuff that I have. I mean, it's a start. Don't look be- at my tambourines, guys. 
fly all the way to LA <laughs> to look at my tambourines. I don't have tambourines. You're the one with tambourines. I have cooler shit than tambourines. Think, just think about it because you've got so many different aesthetics from Manson. And then obviously the band members are iconic over the years and they've all changed or changed their looks. Do you come as, you know, mechanical animals, Manson? Do you come as high end of low Manson? What what version do you come as? When you think of Comic-Con, you have like stormtroopers that are kilted stormtroopers or something. So is this, are you going to see like an Irish Twiggy Ramirez? Where, you know, I mean, are we going to see we can have like Asian a, Pogo? I would love to have a contest on the best Manson costume yeah, so or impersonation. Great, you know, like a costume contest. So yeah, we could do also, oh my God, imagine that we could do drag shows. Oh my God, yes. I think definitely a costume contest would be amazing. Who would you go as? Okay, let's just go with Manson alone. You can pick only one era of Manson. Who would it be? I would go as Hollywood Manson. What outfit would you choose and like what makeup? I want the feather thing. I don't know what it is. I've been trying to figure it out for years now. It's like that the, white the thing feather thing. Yeah, it's like a dead bird. That's it's a broken wing. I think that's what it was. I actually saw that at the Rock <laughs> See, and Roll we don't Hall even know. We don't know what it is. Yeah, they did have that. They had the the one from this Disposable Teens video in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I wow. want to say it had a monkey head at the top of it. Yeah, like it's very abstract. I can't figure out what it is, but that's kind of the stuff that I really like. So, so you want you want that outfit? If you had to be something more abstract, it's always the weirdest shit at Comic-Con too, but... I want to do the guns that broke his leg. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to have to cut this whole segment out. <laughs> Why? No, that, that's funny though. No, that's hilarious. A real Manson fan is going to know exactly what I am when they see me. <laughs> so hold on, because this is what I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning that you're wearing like a bodysuit that looks like the lattice work, like... <laughs> The iron lattice work, and then like the guns come off of each arm, and you can like kind of you look almost like a cactus in a way. I fucking hate you. I hate you. But at least I'm all black. That would be hilarious. I'm gonna be all black. So there you go. Goth, goth nation. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh god. Okay. So the photo ops, like, 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 we he needs to get the props out, like this, like the podium. Yes. Get the Antichrist podium. Get the guns, God and government podium. Well, the HUD guns, the the ones that you were just talking about. We've got to obviously have those on display. What else could we see though? I obviously oh, his stilts. stilts. We'd love to see his say, stilts. Still, yeah. the like the. The thing he uses for Sweet Dream, like the lantern thing, the flashlight thing. There's a lot of stage mm. things that I would love to see. Oh, you could get a photo op on the gurney with two yes. nurses. Yes, and the wheelchair. Yes. Oh, photo wheelchair. Op. Wheelchair. Hello, okay, the wheelchair. Sounds- That's a huge thing. I'm going to take a picture dressed as the guns sitting in the wheelchair. See, I was just thinking that would be the perfect outfit because you don't have to walk around. <laughs> Imagine you're holding up a horde of people just walking through, you're trying to get a photo op with Pogo or Twiggy or something, and you're just like going four miles an hour. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Can you think of anything else from like stage stuff that you would want to see? I think some of the the coolest setups from back in the day were uh, Pogo's setups. So I'd love to see he had um, 
he had like a gallows type thing where his keyboard was hanging. Uh, I want to say it was the personal Jesus video. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see his pipe organ set up for Antichrist. That was such an iconic look um, when, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Tim Skold had some amazing stand-up basses that he would play during the golden age of grotesque era. So love to see those. Um, hmm. I would want to see like the background stuff, like the... Like the background drop or the backdrops, like the from the Antichrist mm. superstar, like the stained glass. I'd also, you know what? I just thought of one thing: the the giant eat me, drink me chair. Yes, like the knife microphones oh, and yeah. the knuckle microphones, yeah. and yeah, I mean, there's so much. Every time at Comic Con, there's panels like with uh, collaborators or directors and stuff like that. So I'd love to see Manson's collaborators do panels. Um, definitely his producers. That would be awesome. Yeah, like uh, Tyler Bates and Shooter Jennings and like some of the more uh, like visual people like Peru and Dean Carr and even yeah. like past band members. Right. Especially I would love to hear uh, an in-depth discussion with Tim Scold. We could have the Rob Zombie band panel. So <laughs> <you> can... <laughs> Who else could we have on there? I mean, obviously Twiggy, uh, right? Twiggy? Yeah, I think you can have Twiggy. You can have, I mean, everybody. I, I know that there's a lot of strained relationships. Um, with, yeah, this with is just people. like in a perfect world. Let's just think in a perfect yeah, world. Yeah, in a perfect world. I would love to see every single past band member there. I'd love to see anybody who graced the stage with him, and I'd love to hear from them. You know, Chris Verena had a, a stint with Manson. One of my good friends, Daniel Fox, uh, to have an upside down tour, he was on stage and he would do percussion and keys. And that was a great callback. So I'd love to see him. I, I would like to hear about the people who had unique experiences that weren't as big of names. So I know that sounds weird, but like even like a Rob Holiday or something, I'd like to hear what their experience was to step into this band for even for a short time, for five minutes or whatever it was, you know? Mm -hmm. I and agree. That would be interesting to hear. Yeah, I give the fans like a different... In my perfect world, there's this is a seven-day <laughs> experience. I'm thinking like a two-day weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, thinking like, I'm thinking like a two-day weekend. I think two nights would be fun. So I think one of the biggest things that we want to pitch is the idea that this would include a Manson performance. Yes. I think the idea of all ideas is that at the end of this you have kind of this rock and roll hall of fame kind of performance that it's not just, it's not just about his career. Let's fucking hear some music. Let's hear, let's, let's do an all-star jam with the fucking former band members. Let's have ginger fish on drums, Daniel Fox on keys, Twiggy on bass, John five on guitar, you know, Tim Skold dancing and skanking like my, my <laughs> boss tones or something. <laughs> Get the kids going. <laughs> see how could you approach that so like the first night it would be awesome if the first night so we get like this all-star jam with all the former band members and that is a lead up to a six song acoustic set of just manson and shooter jennings yes and that could be like an add-on and like and like a, how much do you think tickets would be like uh -huh. tickets for the for just for the for a two so. day like for, not seven days <laughs> for a two day thing how much do you think well it would with be? camping camping and parking passes shut the fuck <laughs> up throwing, I, I think like a, a normal con is a couple hundred dollars so i would say like 299 for a two day thing so okay two night i don't know about 299 but okay what would you pay 
I mean, aren't aren't they usually like 150 bucks for like two days? This includes a Manson performance, though. Oh, well, if that the includes second, the Manson we're... performance, then yeah. The, the idea is the second night you have a full-on Manson show and then you have this six-song acoustic set. That I think we, you, could, you could put as an add-on. Yes, and it's so very I like limited. I like to we're like, discussing this. Or maybe, you know, like 500 people or something. Something no, super small. No, like 200. Do I hear 300? <laughs> <laughs> so how much extra would that be? I think you can't do that for anything less than a meet and greet price. So that's like what now? Six hundred dollars now? Six 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 hundred sixty six dollars. Yeah. You get this performance. I think that we kind of give Manson a pass on this one. Um, this is about him, and this is for all of us. But let's just let him perform. Let's not have him try to shake hands and kiss babies with, you know, in our eyes, what will be a ten thousand people crowd. <laughs> Yeah, no, we can't have him do that. Just have him show up and have a good time. That's really all we want him to do. Yeah, so we're going to, yeah, so an intimate performance, a six song set, uh, acoustic, which is Shooter and Manson. Um, obviously, they could just do some We Are Chaos songs, so that would be awesome. And then the second night, you do a full on performance with the current band. So, you, you know, Paul and Brandon and everybody, and have an actual performance of a real fucking Manson show. I mean, this this is what dreams are made out of, in my opinion. I mean, this this <laughs> needs to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so it's definitely possible. He has millions of fans all over the world. I know people would travel from everywhere to see this if this actually happened. I mean, overseas, Asia, Australia. Maybe not. Well, no, I'll I'll give a shout out to Australia. I think they, I think some of them will come through. We've actually seen other bands throw festivals. I'm trying to think of Deftones has thrown a festival. Slipknot. A couple other bands have thrown festivals. Slipknot obviously th- throws massive festivals. So why why can't Manson throw a festival that centers around him? And that again, that we already have people that fly across the United States, let alone who fly from Europe to come to Manson shows. We know people that have traveled to Australia or Germany or, you know, wherever they've seen him. And uh, so why wouldn't they come here if he was going to perform and it had all of this cool fucking shit? Why not? Come shit. to come to <laughs> come to L.A. for two days and it'll be a blast. I mean, it'll be a part. It'll definitely be a party. If, if nothing else, it'll be a party. <laughs> If you've ever been to uh, like one of those cons, they always have after parties too. So there's usually it's usually like an uh, like a, com- a convention center of a hotel or something. So the surrounding bars are usually all um, themed to the Comic Con or whatever that's going on at that time. So imagine you could go to one bar like across the street from the hotel, and it could be you know the Golden Age Grotesque bar, and it's just exclusively all Golden Age Grotesque themed drinks and. We could have a Golden Age of Grotesque costume contest and play nothing with Golden Age of Grotesque music. And, and then have like know. an eat me, drink me food place. The eat me, drink me food court. Yes. I mean, we, there's so many different things we could do. There's so many different things. There's different avenues we can take. There's different things we can add and take away. This is definitely in the plans. We're going to try and make this happen, but we really need to know who would be interested in coming. <laughs> but let's, I mean, it's this is definitely possible. That's what I'm trying to say. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. We have we have some people to call. <laughs> We're going to post a promotional uh, flyer for Manson Con on our Instagram. We want you guys to sound off and tell us that you want to be there and you want this to happen. Tell us who you would who you would go as, who you'd like to see there, and what you would pay. Because at this point, I think we would pay anything to, <laughs> to do what we just said we could do. We would pay anything for a fucking concert at this point. So let's make it happen. Right. Good point. Oh, 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 oh
So I think that does it for our third episode, the third episode of the Manson Podcast, now in the books. Woo! Woo! We were so excited to talk about Manson's influence and who he's influenced. I think that it's it's just undeniable. So we're super excited, stupid excited. <laughs> we were super excited to discuss that. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. And Alex, tell the kids what's coming up on the next episode of the Manson Podcast. The next episode, which is the fourth episode, we are going to finally be reviewing and talking about Manson's new album, We Are Chaos. For the first time, we're going to dive into We Are Chaos as an album. Uh, we will talk some more about even more giveaways on the next episode. So make sure you register for the Infinite Darkness vinyl, but also stay tuned because there's more shit coming. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I am Alex Sinclair. You can find me on Instagram at Alex Sinclair. And I am James Envy. You can find me on Instagram at James Envy. And you can find the Manson Podcast at mansonpodcast.com and on all social media at Manson Podcast. Pretty easy. Thank you, guys. Thank you.